so welcome to week two second episode Hello. the house must people podcast i'm so excited i have a confession to make the first episode i recorded i was sick oh yes oh i was not well wait the really the yeah. one that you did with izzy yeah you were sick in that i was sick you so i wasn't 100 percent. yeah i was i was like self-conscious and oh. just i was like a little wobbly that episode is hopefully like it's gonna get better every single time i record because i'm getting more comfortable with it yeah. despite like the catastrophic thing that just happened with this <laughs> <laughs> i feel like something will always go wrong <laughs> with every episode it was not that bad <laughs> so, not either that i'll bad. be sick or like uh, i'll take an hour to figure out my audio <laughs> <laughs> But I really didn't know that you were sick the first time. I enjoyed that episode so much. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I had fun. I had a lot of I, in, I had fun even though I was sick. I forgot I was sick a little bit okay. um, while I was recording. But then when I listened to back, I was like, I just I was like a little wobbly. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. thank you for listening to me being sick and like no, hopefully I like really every episode it. It, it gets better. Um. So welcome, Rebecca. Thank you, my friend, my my love, Rebecca. <laughs> She was like, I remember I told you about this, the idea, like, last year at my John Samuel's Day party. Yeah. We were talking about, like, podcasts in general. Yeah. And you, I think you suggested, like, I have, like, a, full, a podcast or something from my yes. full house. I think you, you suggested it. Yeah, I was like, you should just do it. You'd and, like, just it. talk, like, explain full house to you. <laughs> yeah, you have a John Samuel's party every year. Yeah. So why not have a podcast yeah. dedicated to full house? So I have this obsession with Full House. I'm trying. To, I texted my mom last night to talk about it. Uh, like the first time, it was your first time talking to your mom about your obsession with Full House. Sort of. No, she knows. She okay. gave me like a pe- like a PowerPoint presentation on John Stamos for my birthday <laughs> last year. So she knows about it, but I never talked about like where it came from, like the origins of it. And like this episode, when I was rewatching it, like it sparked because the year was made, like the day it came out. Mm-hmm. Like it came out October fourteenth. 1988 this episode that we were talking yeah. about yeah came it would, um aired october 14th 1988 i was yeah. born october 19th 1988 oh wow and they referenced um what's his name um roger rabbit yeah they referenced that movie and that movie came out in 88 too and it was like, the number one movie of 88 mm-hmm. so i don't know like i'm trying to figure out like why like why <laughs> is it like is it like in like the energy at the time it was born like why <laughs> But no, it's just like, my mom was like, no, John Samuels is cute. That's, when she that's her why. age. That's why. <laughs> <all right. laughs> oh. So yeah, welcome to the Full House, the House Must Be Full podcast. It's a podcast to help us celebrate Full House. And to, I feel like, I'm, I think the goal of this podcast is to make sure that Full House is solidified in like the public consciousness as like a work of art. Yeah. You know, the way we, we think about, like, or we watch um, Happy Days and, like, those, like, 50s, like, how we saw nostalgic and people, like, think of it like, as, like, the pinnacle of TV for a time. I want to make sure that Full House is that for, yeah, like, the 90s. Yeah, there's still a lot of references. People still talk about it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I just want to make sure that we do that for Full House because I feel like we haven't, like, gone back properly and, like, appreciated Full House. Yeah. Like, that's why? Our job. This, is, yeah. this is our generation's job to make sure that this happens. Because Full House didn't come out of nowhere. You know, yeah. people wanted it for a reason, but I don't think people rewatched it before Fuller House. I don't think people were like binging Full House yeah. on Hulu before Fuller House was developed. I feel like it just popped up and people were like, oh yeah, cool. We'll take that. Yeah. Well, I think I started when Fuller House was going to become a thing. I watched the first episode. I was like, okay, this is fine, but I don't think I'll keep on watching mm-hmm. it, but I do want to watch Full House. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Same. it was re- 
was it was it available on Hulu at the time when Fuller House was available on no. Netflix? No. I don't I don't think that would have happened. But uh, once Full House became available, I was like, well, I'm gonna watch that. Or you were like me, you own the box set. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and there are other ways to watch it. We'll have to talk about them, but like there are other ways to access <laughs> anything online. <laughs> um. So yeah, this episode is season two, episode one. It's called "Cutting It Close," mm-hmm. and um, I don't know why I chose. It. I think. It's like one of the few episodes that like really stick out as like pivotal episodes for me. Um, in this episode, Jesse gets his haircut. Yeah, um, but not because he wants to. No, he is forced to it. Yeah, he's forced to change yeah. because of circumstances. Um, so yeah, it's um, it starts like right now. I, I don't know, like if you're you're watching the first season, right? And like yeah, I was watching the first season. I started the first season. Um, I think around the time I went to your party last year, and I was like, oh, this is really cute. And also because like Fuller House and everything, I was like, all right, well, there's an opportunity for me to watch it on Hulu, so I'll do it. Um, and then once I heard your um the first episode of this podcast last week, I was like, oh. I was like, I'm going to keep on watching it. Um, so I was almost done with season one. And then I just kind of skipped ahead to season two, episode one. And I was like, I think this is the episode that I like first remember watching, like when I was little. Yeah, yeah. I feel like season two, episode one is like season two is when they start um, using Michelle as like the um, the cold open they use her for the yeah. cold open like every episode from like season two on oh did they wow. yeah where they, they use like a bit with michelle being cute to like hook people in then the theme song comes on and then like the episode starts where they use michelle in that first minute like literally a minute i think i counted like i timed it it's exactly a minute long wow. with michelle being cute and then the episode can start wow. i feel like like you can track the bits like throughout season two and on like they use her it's oh like God. hook people in Wow. So yeah, in this one, it starts with um, Joey giving Michelle a pep talk saying, trust me, you're ready. And then like he calls everyone into the living room. And- trust me, Michelle, you are ready. Okay. Come on down, you guys. Everybody, come on out in the living room. Hurry up. We got to do this right now. Hurry up. Come on. Come on. We got to do this right now. Okay, what? Michelle is ready for another try. Uh- they all start jogging again by the way the jog the full house jog is what i'm t- calling it like they all like jog into the room together to like be together you can track it too like does that happen a lot like them jogging like all... someone saying hey guys let's go and then they all like jog <laughs> it happened twice in this episode it happened this one and then like um when michelle starts crying and joey jogs to go up with upstairs with danny joey oh, jogs. Wow. it's like the full house jog is a thing i think i want to make that thing in my family i want a family (laughs) jog i didn't know i needed one the jog to assemble now i do wow so joey like puts out the signals for the family to jog in and like oh michelle's gonna do it now so they do the ring around the rosies thing where they like play ring around the rosies to michelle and then they all fall down and then michelle dark song dark song it's a dark song yeah (laughs) for a dog for a dark episode yeah um yeah, and then they all fall down, and then Michelle sticks out her tongue. And so it's, like, her being cute. And, like, she's obviously looking... She's looking at someone, yeah. like, her parents or someone in the audience. Yeah. Um, yeah, he calls everyone in. Uh, 
Yeah, like I was like, I wrote down, did, did this ever happen to you? Did people ever jog to you when you were a kid? Or like, is that a thing, is that a thing in your family? People jog no, to your no rescue? One ever, no one ever jogged to help me with anything. I That's why I, I'm, I'm still stuck on that. I Well, I want to start jogging in my family now to go and uh, help someone to be supportive. Yeah, like... We all need a jog. <laughs> I can't believe I never had anyone jog to me before. I mean, I think maybe I did. I just don't remember. A lot of this episode is like, is like, I feel like, make me want certain things. Like, make me want people to, like, jog to me. It, wanted me, it made me, like... I've acted a lot like Stephanie in this episode uh-huh. growing up. Like, we can get to, we'll get to it. But, yeah. like, I internalized a lot of what Stephanie did in this episode. Um... So after that bit, the theme song happened, and then I wrote down that like I've seen it way too many times. Like the theme song, like I just I just now started to get sick of the theme song, or like I think not I got sick like episode four. In. I know episode four. I was like, well, I think episode four while I was rewatching it, because I was like, I know what this is gonna be, like I know what the song is. So then I skipped ahead, and then recently I kind of let it run. Mm-hmm. And it's a minute and a half long. It's a long theme song. It's so long. Everyone gets their, everyone gets like a solid like screen time yeah. plus like time together, like being like family together. Like and different combinations of people mm-hmm. too. For, for the extended cut, I think there's there's the the cut version of that song is like probably like forty five seconds, I think. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, and then at the end they're all jogging together into <laughs> the sun, or no, towards the camera. Yeah. See, they're jogging to the camera. They all jog. They all really just want to help each other. But also, this time watching the theme song, I like acknowledge the fact that I'm attracted to um, Bob Saget. (laughs) (laughs) Like it finally happened this time. Like with with this episode, like I finally became attracted to Bob Saget. (laughs) Was that something you were waiting for? No. Okay. I didn't want it. It just sounded like something. It didn't happen. (laughs) Because like I'm like a John Samuel's Uncle Jesse gal, and then this time like. I think he's like paternal instincts and like his just like cheesy, just like good natured. Wow. He's clean. He has a home. He has a home. Um, he's thirty. Yeah. Again, I. He's thirty. He's just thirty years old. He's thirty, which doesn't make any sense to me. But it's a different time. I guess. I mean, it was late eighties, right? Yeah. Late eighties. What? Uh, that's like thirty years ago. Mm. I'm. I'm gonna turn thirty soon. Welcome. In a couple of weeks. Welcome. <laughs> and I can't imagine having three kids, um, having a ginormous house. Um, I, I don't know. And then having my 24-year-old brother-in-law come live with me. I don't know. And a guy. Just a and random comedian. Just a random dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, none of that made sense to me. In my head, Danny was much older. And then in season one, when there was that episode where he was celebrating his 30th birthday and he mm-hmm. was freaking out, I was like... I get it, though. Yeah, but, oh my gosh. I don't know. In comparison, it's just like he's accomplished so much more. This episode was difficult for me, um, see, uh, season two, episode one, because Jesse, he's also... He kind of goes through the whole thing later on, and I'm sure we'll get there, um, where he's just like, I'm stuck in this rut. Yeah. And I'm like, you're 24, man. Yeah, I mean, but, like, he's, like, he maybe... That's the thing. That's why I love Jesse, because, like, in this episode, in later season, he, like, grows a lot. Like, he becomes, like, a solid, like, a good person. Yeah. In the series. Like, he, like, becomes, like, a very, like, emotionally intelligent and self-aware person. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, episodes, like, that signal, they're, like, center around him being, like, a good person. Yeah. Or learning to be a good person. Yeah. And a good boyfriend. Oh, season two is when he meets, um... Rebecca, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. She's great. Like I, I'm like having a newfound appreciation for her too. She's like a good, she's like a strong woman who knows what she wants. And like, she's like, I don't know. She's a good person. Yeah. Yeah. I liked her. Um, also I noted in the, the, the credits, like they list season two is where they start listing, um, her as Mary Kate, Mary Kate Ashley Olsen. They want to like allude to the fact that maybe it's like one person. They didn't, they didn't want to like let it out that it's two people yet. Yeah. They're still trying to hide it. So they made, they had the, the one, her in the shopping cart as like her in the, her title card. But then Mary Kate Ashley Olsen to like maybe it's Instead like one of person. Mary Kate and Ashley mm-hmm. Olsen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They own it later on. But like in this one, they're still trying to hide that it's twins. Why? I don't know. To... They didn't get it. They learned real quick <laughs> that twins are, <laughs> are a seller, selling point. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, the first scene of that first official scene is when um, Jesse's in his room with the guitar and like doing the guitar walk. Yes. Also, I will say this was my first time actually kind of noticing the things that he had in his room. Okay. What kind of 24 year old is able to afford all that kind of stuff? He has really expensive instruments. He has like his jukebox thing. Mm-hmm. He had like multiple guitars hanging on his wall everything i, I don't think know. that's what he spends his money on but he doesn't have to pay rent there's no oh, rent payment true. going on but are all, but are all of those things things that he got before he moved in after he moved in i don't know who knows because like they just all just show up on the doorstep with him he had to get his guitar in like a suitcase when he moved in yeah so maybe he bought it like with the money he saved because he's not paying rent he has like his, he's still an exterminator that's true Oh my gosh. And then, wait, this season is also when he stops doing that and he, like, goes into the jingle business. Right? Mm-hmm. With okay. Joey. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so he, he's in his room playing guitar and Stephanie comes in to play barbershop and she does... I'm sorry, but it's time for your appointment. And what appointment would this be? Your haircut appointment with Mr. Stephanie. <laughs> well, yes, he lo- plays beauty parlor. Uncle Jesse doesn't want to play beauty parlor. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. That um, she wants him to play with her, and he's like, "No, I don't want to. I'm twenty something." Which I don't know, like, it don't seem really hard to be like twenty something years old with like kids and have to play with kids. Yeah, like I love kids, but playing with them is like a lot sometimes like i have like a limit for how long i can like entertain a child i am um not a fan of kids <laughs> <laughs> i think that's why i find it so amazing that these two dudes um who don't need to be spending all their time with these kids will do it yeah um and again it keeps on taking me back to the fact that like these guys are all under 30 and they're taking care of these kids can you imagine now, like, meeting someone who's, like, 20-something and, like, caring enough to care for their kids and, like, for his, like, for their, like, friend or brother-in-law's kids? Yeah. Like, be, like, good at it? Yeah. No, I can't. No, I can't imagine meeting somebody like that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, see how she does that bit where, like, he doesn't want to play with her and she does that no yes he does and he says no he doesn't and she says yes he does and it's like that was in the very first episode and it like happens a little bit more in the first season too you maybe don't realize it but it definitely happens it's like it's a bit like they do throughout the series where like she like says yes he does Mm -hmm. it's like a set with a sad face which is really cute and then but this time he says it's not gonna work anymore 
and like she like has she realizes like i feel like stephanie goes through a lot this episode yeah this episode was rough for her because like first of all she learns that like it's not gonna work anymore she can't be like a cute little girl like she can't use that thing to be a cute little like get sympathy but then she learns guilt is a way to get people to like her oh my god wait does she use that later on though the whole yes he does thing she does this is like i think this is like one of the last times she does it oh wow she did it in the first episode she does it a little bit more during the first season Mm -hmm. but i think this is the last time she does it oh wow yeah props to the writers yeah i know yeah i mean that's good yeah um i mean sad for her um i do want to say also the the part where she like leans against the door mm-hmm. that that and was classic. i um i remember i distinctly remember watching that uh-huh. and immediately going to my door and trying that <laughs> the, yeah i want to play the audio i'm gonna like make a note to like play the audio yeah <laughs> but I, I i went to the door and i did that over and over again because i wanted to master it (laughs) but the whole like leaning against the door and like what what was she doing she's kind of like she kind of like like, dramatically yeah slides down it makes a little yeah i i did that over and over again because can you imagine like a little cute little six-year-old doing that to you like whatever you want you can do it whatever you want you can have it yeah also these kids are really smart Mm -hmm. right i Yeah, the first episode we learned DJ is smart. She like bamboozles or like finagles her way into getting money for moving out of the house to, or to move back into the house. Oh yeah, that was. And Stephanie learns like emotional manipulation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think they. I don't think the creators of the show realize how, like, they gave little kids um, a lot of ideas. Like I. I think I did all of these things. I did too. I definitely, yeah. like, the things you said, the things Stephanie says, like, say, oh, you don't love me anymore, and, like, oh, I don't yeah. deserve, I deserve to be punished. Like, I did that shit. I think I did that more to, like, my friends, but I don't think I ever did that to an adult. To I did it to like, my mom. I definitely did it to my mom. Oh, I, I for sure. I said those exact words when to my mom. When you were six, though? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I wrote in... Okay, so I wrote down when all that was happening. I was like, why is she punishing herself? Where did she learn to do that? Who hurt her? <laughs> like, her, And, and Danny like... isn't even like... I, I feel like if um, I had done that as a child, or if, or if a child did that and I saw that, mm-hmm. I'd be like, no, don't think that way. That's... No, don't... You don't need to punish yourself. Yeah. You don't need to do that to yourself. But Danny's just kind of like, oh, it's fine. Like... I am your dad, and I'm telling you to have fun instead. I think he's going through be... a lot. Danny's like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, Again, he's, he's so wrecked by that. Yeah. He's 30 years old. He's a dad. He like developed an OCD thing with um, cleanliness and neatness. I think it all has to do with like the trauma of losing losing his wife. And like, oh Danny's God. a really dark character too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. In I'm my glad opinion, you love him. <laughs> Are you okay? I do. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a very sweet guy. He's a sweet guy. He means well. Um, so, <coughs> sorry. I know, it's fine. <coughs> so, um, yeah, then they go into the girls' room, and there's a, like she has a whole salon set up with Joey with his curlers and his feet are up with, like, the toenail polish. Like, he's reading, uh, he's reading Horton, here's a who. Mm-hmm. He's a very sweet guy. He is sweet. So, I love that. Um, I always thought that he was not supposed to be attractive, I always thought that it was just supposed to be about Uncle Jesse and how mm-hmm. hot he is. 
Um, but I, oh my gosh, I'm all about Maybe we're because we're getting older. Maybe. <laughs> and like. And realizing that those man. kinds of qualities are really important. Yeah, like like <laughs> kindness and like, yeah, just being kind and a good, like, responsible person is like attractive. He's a great attractive. sense of humor. He's a good sport. Like, he'll just like go along with a little kid and like play along and like. Yeah. It's sweet. And like, yeah, I feel like the bad boy thing is cute, but also it's just like. But then he, but the thing that I think why I still love Uncle Jesse is because like he actually like in later season he like he grows and like he develops like a more mature like more even more loving because he is loving in this episode too. Yeah, I guess they so I guess they made it easy for him to go up. Like there's mm-hmm. no way but up for him. Mm-hmm. Joey was always great, but Joey's <laughs> just like he never gets his shine. I mean, you saw the episode where he like in season one he does get his, he gets his own um, room right. In season one? Yeah. Yeah. He gets his own room. Oh, the also in season one, that's when um he, or what is it? There was that girl that Jesse was really into. Yeah. And then she ended up being really into Joey. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, there you go. Good for Joey. I was like, good for Joey, but also good for you, girl. Recognizing that he has a lot of really awesome qualities. Jesse's just hot. Not just hot. He's a lot of other things too, but Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, Joe, Jesse sees Joey and it's like his whole get up and he like lets out a, like a, a really fake laugh. Like that laugh he does is like act, like obviously like a fake like ha ha ha. Yeah, like a fake acting laugh. Cause it's not that funny, or it is. It's amusing. But it's like a, it's worth like a chuckle. Yeah, to you, see like you him have like, to do that. Cause it really is to me it's cute. Him like set up in a little fake salon yeah. for Mister Stephanie salon. But for Uncle Jesse. Would that have been cute? Probably not. No. Hey, she's not finished yet. Joey is going to look fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) Thank goodness you came to me when you did. If you don't look good, I don't look good. Joseph, I have two words for you. Pearl earrings. (laughs) Those would look nice. Jesse, 
He calls her, um, he had this bit where he says, like, I have two words, pearl earrings. I, I didn't get that bit. Like, I didn't get what was supposed to be funny about that. Oh, maybe I missed that. I no, he says, that. like, um, yeah, I got two words, pearl earrings. And I was like, oh. And Stephanie said, oh, yo, those, yeah, those would look nice on you. Oh, is it, is he just kind of making fun of him more? Being like, oh, you're so girly. and You should have pearl earrings. Yeah, to complete the look. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Calls her jo- Jesse calls him Josephina, too. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, and then Stephanie pulls out these big scissors, like crazy big scissors, and like snaps them. How come no one... <laughs> where, where did she get them? Where did she get them? How did she get them? How come no one stopped her? But then again, I thought about it. I had access to those kind of scissors, too. Like, I had definitely, I remember using my mom's, like, cutting scissors. Okay, yeah. I had access to them, too. But I think when an adult did see me Mm. with them, they'd be like, no, we're going to use something else. Also, I was never, or I never thought about using actual scissors to, like, pretend to cut hair. I would just use my fingers. I think I did. I think I I did, like, do, like, air scissors. But, like, I I use real scissors, though. But, like, my, like crappy like kid safe scissors yeah are you um are you a first child middle child i'm the last oh okay see i'm i'm the oldest in my family um and so for me it's all about like being cautious so i'm just like what is that non first child doing i would never (laughs) use those scissors that way (laughs) i would never do this i would never do that um but how much older are you four or, um, yeah. Okay, we're all pretty close. My brothers, we're all two years apart. Okay. So it was like we were all kind of on the same level, roughly. So for me, my brother, like he definitely like, I kept my distance from him because I like he, he's like a different like being oh, okay. from me. But yeah, we were all too close to like understand to like look out <laughs> for each other. <laughs> yeah, but she um yeah I mean she put all these huge like these huge scissors. She doesn't stop her. She's like oh like he's like no 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 we're playing pretend we're gonna use fake scissors and she was like she like guilt him again. I forgot what she did but she like guilt him again like making a sad face or saying like um oh I have many I have Mr. Stephanie has many customers I can find someone else and like he was like oh okay fine I'll do it. Where Which is she is learning this from? Guilting people. I think it, but it works, though. Like, it, she learns that it works. It worked the first time. So, like, yeah. that's what kids do. Like, they learn that it, like, guilt works. And they oh just keep gosh. going. And then, so she accidentally, accidentally cuts his hair. By the way, he had that, that, that crazy mullet in this episode. So, very long. Yeah. So, I know, I know you've liked his mullet, right? I, I, I tolerate it. You tolerate it. Okay. Yeah. I was not a fan of that mullet ever well so i personally was thrilled that this happened mm. um i think we all were yeah but then his actual haircut later i'm like uh, i don't know i don't know i think it's like a, maybe it's just the time differences like i don't know if it's good or not like i don't know if they, they thought it was good they must have thought it was good because like, yeah. i think like the actor like john samuels got a haircut and like they were like okay good like yeah. It's probably like a studio-approved haircut for him. Yeah. So I remember watching it when I was little and being like, oh, he does look so much cuter with his hair that way. And so this episode, or this time around when I was watching it, 
I was like, oh, I remember this episode. Yeah, he's going to look so hot, mm-hmm. like, after he gets his hair cut. And, and he takes off the helmet, and I was like, ah! It's like, it's not as good. I, I think, yeah, it's, like, still, it's still very big. It's still very feathered. Yeah. It wasn't, like, as, like, close cut as it should be, or, like, long and, like... It was very tall. Cool as it should be. It was much taller than yeah. I remember it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, she cuts it, and then... DJ comes in, like he freaks out, but obviously, but then DJ comes in and Joe, like they all come in, they do the jog, oh, the come jog. in, okay. <laughs> they all jog in. We could do like a drinking game with this every time, time the, family <laughs> the family jogs. The family jog, call it that, call it the family jog. The family jog, I like that. And um, like what did she say? I, I can't believe you did that or something. Oh yeah, I can't believe you did that. So annoying. And she, yeah, DJ keeps repeating it over, that's like her bit. And it's like, cause like Stephanie's obviously sad. Like she's like heartbroken as she does that. And DJ rubs it in multiple times. I like, I can't believe you did that. Like I, like that brought me the wrong way. Like, so like it graded me. Cause I feel like it reminded, I think it triggered me. <laughs> it triggered, so I feel like, I don't know. It's like, I think kids at school used to do that a lot. Like those annoying kids at school who like, just like, were like, Annoying that annoying kids like would like just poke at you and poke at you and poke at you. Mm-hmm. You did something like embarrassing or like not culturally, like whatever. They were probably all first childs that were um, her only child, yeah, that always had some sort of competition at home. Because DJ, I'm sure that DJ felt um, there was some point uh, in season one where DJ started to really feel like, oh, this the sister of mine is like competition like she could be my equal at some point she knows how to talk she knows how to be cute and like witty and everything um and yeah like before i didn't have to fight anyone to be the fart the fart <laughs> to be the part, <laughs> to be, the part of to the family be the smart funny one uh... and now i kind of have to because mm. this one's getting older so whenever she messes up I get to rub it in. Yeah, I think that I think that tracks. I think yeah. that he definitely does that a lot. Where like she has to be the better yeah. person. Like she definitely puts herself above Stephanie in like a big way. Like yeah. even more so than like normally. Yeah. Oh man, DJ. God. For DJ. I don't like her still. Yeah, I still don't like her, but also I'm pretty sure that when when I was younger and I was watching this, I was always like, Ugh, she's so annoying and I hate her. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm older and I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, I am her. <laughs> we have a we have a little bit of DJ in us. <laughs> and then um, Stephanie punishes herself after that. Um, she says like she they they all like rush out and go like Jesse goes to have his haircut and whatever. And then like Stephanie starts pulling stuff off her bed, saying she's too dumb for pillows, she's too dumb for sheets, she's too dumb for blankets, she's she's too dumb for toys, and she punishes herself and grounds herself until she's eighty two. I did that. Oh my god! I was like, I'm too like, I don't deserve certain things. I don't deserve friends. And like, I was like, really like, I just like beat myself up. Like, I feel like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel like whoever the writer, I don't know if the writer, I don't know, like, I don't know, like, what the ch- it's like a chicken and the egg kind of thing. Where like, did I learn it from someone else? Or what? Oh. I feel like uh, no, there's no way. But or like, did I just like, did they, the writers really tap into like what kids think and like how kids think and how they like. Especially kids who lost a parent because my, my dad wasn't around. Oh. And, like, I, like, had, like, a guilt and, like, self. Like, I just felt guilty around, like, not having a second parent. 
you felt guilty yeah not having a second parent yeah because like kids like internalize and like personalize everything oh so it's like oh it's like my fault and like i'm like i don't deserve certain things and like whenever i did something wrong i like really beat myself up about it so i feel like that like seeing stephanie i don't know like yeah i don't know if like i like liked this episode because like i like saw myself in stephanie or if i learned like punish myself for how i felt from stephanie Steph, what are you doing? Punishing myself. I'm sorry, Toys. I don't deserve to play with you anymore. Here, take Emily. Goodbye, fun. Honey, you don't have to do this. Yes, I do. I'm too dumb to have toys. I don't deserve pillows or blankets or sheets, too. Steph. Oh, wow. That's yeah. dark, but sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, all of this is dark, and it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, but wow. I mean, I'm sorry you felt that way, but now this kind of um, gives me a little insight into maybe how she was feeling a little bit. That did not cross my mind at all. What? That, like, she, the whole, like, you know, having one parent and feeling a lot of guilt. Yeah somehow feeling like that was her fault yeah because like, i feel like things are so big for kids like everything's so big and like you like pick up on little things so like every like little things may are a big deal to you like 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 the idea of like your parent or like your uncle that you love being mad at you is like a big a big deal for a kid yeah so she probably just like saw how like upset jesse was and it's just like oh my god like i ruined everything like our family is like so like in a tenor spot right now like i made it worse yeah and like especially with like kids like stephanie i feel like she's like a very like sensitive yeah they did they did have um they did show her a lot like just she was so good at being sad she's like too good at being sad yeah that was that that hurt me yeah it's like I know. I mean, she's just acting here, but is she really acting? It's really. I don't know. It's like, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Yeah, it's like her face and like her like she's a look genuinely sad. Yeah. In this episode. This rewatching all of this has given me a much. Um, it's given me a very new kind of appreciation for child actors. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Because Stephanie, first of all, Jodie Sweetin, like I said before, Jodie Sweetin is like an insanely talented actress. Yeah. Yeah. Like her like cuteness and like her like sadness and like I just like I really saw myself in her and like that like said like oh, I'm not good enough and like you don't love me anymore. Like I said those things before. It's my mom. Oh my god. Like, but like it's like it wasn't like based on reality like, or yeah. anything that actually happened. It's just like I just like you're a kid, like so you just feel like especially if you're a sensitive kid, like who like went through like a trauma or something, like mm-hmm. everything's like so big and a big deal to you. Mm-hmm. So like you say stuff like that. It's, like, so, like, unreasonable. I think if I ever, um, because I asked my mom, because she knows how much I loved watching Full House growing up, and it was kind of one of the only shows she let me watch, um, like, when it came to American TV. Um, growing up, we mostly watched, like, Korean TV. It was, like, rented, like, VHSs from, Was it, like, family-friendly, or was it just, like, just in Korean? Um... No, we we got we rented uh, family friendly okay. um, shows, but also like kid shows. And um, my grandparents lived with us, so even if there was uh, non kid friendly stuff, we still just watched it. Um, but yeah, from American TV, I was allowed to watch Full House. 
I was allowed to watch Family Matters, mm. and that was basically about it. My parents hated Nickelodeon. They were like, all these kids are so misbehaved. Like, they, they're they so bad. Like, yeah. They wouldn't let me watch Rugrats. They're like, oh. they're menaces. And yeah, I but mean, I was so allowed good. to watch Full House. And um, I think whenever I would say, I would imitate a lot of the things that they would say on the mm-hmm. show. I don't think my parents ever took that as like, oh, um... You know, they, they learned to say that from that show, and this is how my daughter actually feels. They were just kind of like, oh, she just heard something in English, and she's just saying it out loud. Yeah. So I don't know if I ever said it to because I, like, meant those things, or if I actually said it just because I heard it from somewhere, and I was just repeating it. I think it's both. Cause I, did this, I did the exact same thing, where, like, I would repeat as i saw michelle say like you got a dude or like no way jose and i yeah. would say it because like i just like or but i would use it in like in like when i didn't want to do something i would say no way jose mm-hmm. so it was like an appropriate use of it at the time but like i don't know like if i would have ever like been that precocious without michelle to guide me yeah but yeah my mom was saying that she remembers me watching it a lot saying repeating a lot of those things but, I mean, she herself, her English isn't very strong, so she probably wouldn't have really understood what was going on, even if I did say those things, and I actually meant it. But that's the thing, like, I feel like there are so many stories like that, where, like, people, like, how many of us, like, grew up watching Full House and, like, repeated it? Because, like, we can't, like, we're not the only ones who did it. Like, a lot of us probably did it, and, like, yeah. I feel like we don't even realize that, like, we all just, like, kind of copied or, like, mimicked what we saw yeah. in Full House. Man, they're responsible for how we turned out as people. Again, Full House is America's sliding doors moment. Yeah. Imagine if Full House wasn't didn't exist. Like, what would have happened? Like, what would have? Who would we have acted like? Mm-hmm. Who would we be today? Steve Urkel. Steve Urkel. Can you imagine? Oh my gosh. Little girls <laughs> being Steve Urkel. I know making machines so they could become Stefan. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, Stephanie is punishing herself, and um, Danny tries to force her to have fun before he goes off to work. <laughs> She's a hot dog. <laughs> she's like lacklustrely playing with the doll. She doesn't want to like. She's like, oh, it's so dark. It is really dark. <laughs> the, the house is controlling her. Oh my god. Um. So then, like, it cuts to a new scene where they're Danny and Michelle are in the living room, and like Danny's like, organ- teaching Michelle to organize the the magazines, <laughs> and like. <laughs> We were talking about, like, um, while we were watching, we were talking about how, like, how does Michelle know what to do? Like, how does Mary-Kate naturally, like, who's telling her to do what? And, like, is she, like, actually paying attention to Danny or Bob Saget talking to her? Mm-hmm. Like, what is that like in the studio to, like, because they, like, there was, like, <laughs> it's probably really awkward to watch as an audience member when it happened. Yeah. To, like, have people saying, okay, Michelle, like, put him on this thing. But meanwhile, Danny's, like, talking to a whole monologue, and but she's not paying attention to him at all yeah it's probably really awkward i'm sure it's um yeah i'm sure it takes a really long time too you kind of have to like wait around for a kid to like finally knock over a thing of magazines mm-hmm. or i don't know or maybe it doesn't maybe they were maybe they're amazing yeah maybe they were insanely talented as babies um and so everything was just really easy i don't know but yeah, Danny is like showcasing his OCD, like his actual OCD with like having things organized and neat. I think it like it's like fully in full swing in season two, and like from season two on, like it becomes like a really thing for him. Like his like character traits, him being really neat and like obsessively neat. He's teaching it to his girls, because then DJ and Stephanie come in, and DJ had been in the kitchen organizing the plates and the dishes by like size and color. 
Did you do that when you were a kid? Were you like responsible for organizing dishes? For organizing dishes? I don't think I was tall enough to be able to like reach up and organize dishes in that way. But I don't think anyone taught me how to do that. I was just kind of like, well, it makes sense that you put smaller things on top of bigger things. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think we ever did anything by color either. Yeah, that's a that's that's thing that, that, that's overboard. I feel like it's normal to like do like saucers over plates and stuff. Yeah. But like by color. Yeah. I don't know. Oh my gosh. It's like think about like what that conversation was like when like think about like the the like the alternate scene where like Danny's telling DJ to organize <laughs> the cuffs. Like what was like what was that dialogue like 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 what was that conversation like to have Danny telling DJ, "All right, I want you to organize the cups by size and by color." It's like Roy G. Bear style, like. Oh my gosh! But do you think he had that conversation with her? Because he seemed pretty proud, proud that she did that, mm-hmm. and it seemed like she had done that on her own. Maybe she was looking for validation. Oh my gosh, for validation, but also like, what kind of headspace do you need to be in to come up with a system like that on your own? At that age. I think she probably saw him freaking out about it. And she did. She decided, okay. She saw, like, maybe, like, a week ago, she saw Danny doing it by himself. Like, obsessing over it. And, like, she's, like, she's, like, the oldest one. She tries to protect him and, like, try to, like, be, like, the second mother or whatever. So she's, like, okay, this time I'm going to do it myself. And, like, so he doesn't have to do it. And, like, she, like, did it by herself to, like, help him for, like, validation. And, like. Oh, my gosh. This is really. See? Wow. (laughs) Oh my god! You gotta think about like, the behind, the, like when the first episode we were talking about how Joey, like, where did he come from? Like, why is he like so okay to live in the alcove? Yeah. Like, what's his? What's like the scenes we aren't seeing? Like, what's the scene? Where are the scenes we aren't seeing when Danny's like really like angry about like the dishes? Was like angry or sad about the dishes? Also, yeah. I mean, okay, if we're talking like backstory and all that, so he first starts off in the alcove, and then later on they give him a spot in the garage Mm -hmm. but it was only after he's like proven himself like he's like proved to be a good caretaker and now they're like okay fine now you get to have more space but also no i feel like i wasn't i didn't see it as that i saw it as like him like guilting them because like they saw how sad he was and like how like but why didn't they give him the garage from the in in the first place i don't see i don't know space yeah it's like i don't know they're like secretly terrible and good at the same time where like they're just completely like um like not self-aware at all yeah also he's kind of like a fake uncle to them yeah he's not really in the family yeah maybe maybe he did have to prove himself to like as he is committed to the family oh that's sad it's like okay you can you can have a permanent spot here now that you're like actually here here so he had like a probation Mm -hmm. probationary where he like was like proven to be dependable for them Wow. To have a spot there. How did we get him? <laughs> I don't know. This is all really dark, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then they do... This is where, like, they do the jog again, where Doug, Michelle starts crying, and then um, Danny starts to jog upstairs, and Joey's right behind him, jogging up to up the stairs to, like... Oh, is it a wet cry, or is it a hungry cry? Right. Okay, so this was... So this is jog number three in this yeah. episode. Family jog number three. I'm keeping... And score here. Oh, but then, but then Jesse comes in. And then Nurse Rhonda comes in with oh. Jesse, because it turns out Jesse had gone out to get a haircut, and in that process, he like he got into a car, a motorcycle accident while he was trying to get after he got his haircut, mm-hmm. and like he comes in with the first of all, the nurses like in like very like tight form fitting, because they were not wearing those nurse no. outfits. No, nurses never wear that. Never. 
uh, yeah. Maybe maybe it wasn't her. Maybe it was just like a stripper and like he went to a strip club secretly and didn't tell anyone. Maybe, but also, do you think he like actually really got into an accident? I don't know. Did he was he so miserable that that happened to his hair? And mm. he kind of just he like he like forced it. Yeah, he like bird box it. style. Oh my gosh! Again, I haven't <laughs> seen it, so I don't know. <laughs> well, it's not it's not a spoiler to say that like they like they like the whatever makes people want to commit suicide or like commit like hurt themselves. Yeah. So maybe he bird box style. He like forced himself. He just needed to injury. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. 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 Yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah, look at it, reassess. He broke both arms, and he comes in like with like a double cast. Is that a thing? Double cast? I don't know. It must be. Cause I remember I see I've seen like that kind of thing, but like but it like the arms are out together, like forced up in a ninety degree degree angle, but like it had like bars coming to like your chest area to like hold up your arms. I've seen that in TV before too. Okay, I, but I don't know if it's a real like- thing. I also feel like if you have double arm casts, like it, it was a really serious kind of situation and you shouldn't be able to just like stroll in one day and be like, I broke Like the same arms. day. Yeah. And they, like he didn't tell anyone, like he didn't call people from the hospital to say like, oh, can you come get me? Like why is Nurse Rhonda taking him home? Yeah, that's not, that's not normal. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, that's not normal. <laughs> that doesn't happen. You don't have a nurse come and take you home and then leave have her leave your her number maybe he did a classic full house guilt thing where he like made her feel sad for like making him go home alone maybe he like forced her or guilted her into like taking him home yeah oh my gosh all this whole family all they do is just try to guilt each each other Mm -hmm. oh my gosh because then the rest of the episode jesse just feels sorry for himself and those looks okay we'll get there yeah okay so yeah it turns out like he's an accident um he yeah, and then um, they reveal his haircut, which I'm not sure if it's good or bad. Yeah. The audience is like, <laughs> even the audience reaction, like there's like there's like a oh, but it's not like good or bad. Like if everyone like, thought he was really hot with his haircut like that. I'm sure they would have like cheered or whooped. Or I don't something. know, like I don't know what that audience reaction was or how I should feel about the haircut because I, I don't know like how it would have been perceived in the 80s, but like now like I don't, know, it's shorter. It's not a mullet anymore. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I'm sorry, Uncle Jesse. It's all my fault. Oh, Steph, it's not all your fault. Jesse, tell her it's not all her fault. It's not all your fault. <laughs> not a big help. Well, let's see your new haircut. No, I'd rather you guys remember me the way I was. Yeah, come on, Jess, let's check no, it out. Here, come George, on. Leave my hat on. Leave it on. George. say something pretty cool definite possibility because i did not like it i i I didn't even tolerate it (laughs) i didn't find him attractive until after he got his haircut so haircut cut like after this or like yeah after this haircut so this this haircut this episode was where i was like oh yeah he's kind of he's cute he's hot because prior to that I don't know. I didn't see him the same way you saw him. And then, like, he, like, he says something, and then, like, they all look at um, Stephanie, like, in a guilty way, because, like, oh, like, I don't know, he says something, and then, like, oh, basically implied it was Stephanie's fault that, like, he got her, and, like... Oh, because they were like, what happened? And he's like, well, after Stephanie did this to my hair, I had to go and do this, and then I got into an accident, and now that's why both my arms are broken. And, like, that poor girl, she makes the most, like... 
heartwarming, heart wrenching, yeah. sad face. Yeah, and she's like, still on her like barber, her barber. Oh, was she? Thingy. Like her little legs. She took a, like a button up shirt and then like. Oh, by the way, I also I forgot to mention that like this episode, they're all in the especially in the beginning, they're like all wearing like the standard guy plaid button up shirt that is still prevalent today too. Mm-hmm. Especially in like the the ring around the roses part, mm-hmm. the cold open, like they're all wearing a plaid button up shirt. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, that was happening then too. We're like just guys just like defaulted to a plaid button up shirt. Oh yeah, but they also so did a lot of like matching, like uh, Stephanie and DJ when they um, came into the to living room from the kitchen after they organized everything. They were wearing like matching mm-hmm. like blue shirts, and then at the end too when. Uh, Jesse and Stephanie make up they're kind of wearing like this matching blue color also I imagine DJ did that like I like to think that DJ like is the one who likes keep continues to like match the girls and style the girls because I, I don't, don't think or maybe Danny's compulsive enough to do that maybe I don't know oh every night he's just making sure that they whatever they have planned for the next day yeah. is matching yeah Ooh, damn. who knows um so then um, they go to the cereal bit where, like, Jesse goes to, like, make himself a, a bowl of cereal. So it's, like, an epic, like, it's, like, like a five-minute-long bit where he's putting together a bowl of cereal yeah. with, like, his both his arms broken and DJ's watching the whole time. Kind of like what Stephanie did in the first episode where they're trying to change Michelle's diapers. Oh, yeah. And they run down to the kitchen to mm-hmm. put her in a pot. Yeah. yeah. And, like, no, Stephanie's watching the whole time and this time DJ's watching while he, like, tries to, like, manipulate the cereal box. So he, like, he takes it from the, he takes it from the the fridge with a broom mm-hmm. then he stabs it with a, like, a the little pitch, the little the, forky thingy. Yeah. The, the tongue little, thingy. The, the little thing. The thing you use on barbecue. Yeah. Like the sticky thing you use on a barbecue. He stabs yeah, it. With the two prongs. Yeah. Okay, yeah. He stabs it, picks it up, and then he, um, he, like, shakes it down into a, like a, no, he put, first, then he puts a, a bowl on his head. Like mm-hmm. a big bowl, like a, like, mixing bowl on his head. Yeah. And then he, like, dumps it down on the table. He shakes the cereal bowl, the cereal into the bowl, and then, um, by then, Danny had come down. He's going to work, and, like, he brings the cereal down with him, and then, um, he had, Danny hands him the carton of milk, milk, and then he dumps the milk into the bowl, and then he's like, okay, I need bananas now, and he does the banana bed with, like, he gets a rolling pen, and smushes the banana into the bowl with the rolling pin. Genius. I mean, I don't know. I still don't I know, like, how like, it came, but it came out whole, too. The banana came out whole from the rolling pin. It wasn't, like, smush, smushed. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think I, if I were in that situation and I really wanted cereal, I don't know, maybe because I'm not Uncle Jesse and I'm not all like, I could do this on my own, I'd probably just been like, somebody make me the cereal feed it to me from the beginning. I would not have put myself through all that trouble. I mean, maybe he was probably still in denial, too, that he was actually hurt. Yeah. Ooh, speaking of denial, I like how Danny didn't even acknowledge the fact that it was really messy after oh. Jesse, like, did all of that. Yeah, I wonder how, like, internally what was going on <laughs> Danny. He's dying inside. Uh, and Michelle, meanwhile, the whole time Michelle was being really cute, like looking, so they cut away to her, like looking cute and making faces, and like, oh my gosh. Um, and then, um, 
that after like he can't he realizes he can't like beat himself with the cereal so like then they have a help montage where like they all he all like he accepts the fact that he needs help and like they have like a montage of everyone helping him mm-hmm. um put on a shirt and like I, I didn't know down everything I do but like they like have a montage of him like getting out of bed yeah brushing his teeth mm-hmm. I will say DJ played a pivotal role in all of that um I mean, first child responsibility, all that. I know that they do a jog here in the help montage. I didn't know exactly, but they did a jog. I wrote it down, so it happened. Oh, do they all jog when he's trying to get out of bed? Uh, yeah, they, they jog do. into his room. Yeah. Okay, that's another jog. Yeah. Five jogs so far. <laughs> Is it five? Yeah, it's five. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> um, so then, and then after the montage, it has DJ helping him with music, with the guitar. Mm-hmm. And she's really bad at Or like... It's not gonna work because like you can't do that. Yeah, he's like, all you do is strum. Strumming is really hard. Okay. Yeah, Gosh. it's a big, especially for like a, she's what like 12, is 11, she 12. 12? Is she a little bit younger? How old was she when this started? She goes to middle school. She's not in middle school yet. She okay. goes to middle school. Like, I think the, th- the third season she goes oh, to middle she's school. She's like nine or ten. She is. Yeah. Oh my god. So yeah, she can't strum. Yeah, that's a lot for a child. And meanwhile, like Steph, while she's doing that, Stephanie's like looking sad, and DJ tells her to help him. Like she's like, "Oh, yeah, you're not helping. You're the only one who's not helping him the whole time." And she's like, "I don't, I don't want to break him." And also, um, no one's paid attention to the fact that she has clearly been feeling really bad about all of this. Yeah, like no one. Yeah. No one oh, notices. Like, what child. is that? Yeah. Like, why don't they notice Stephanie? She's a middle child, or that's what all my friends who are the middle child would say. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like nobody pays attention. But she's to so that. cute. She is so cute. Um, and she's like, oh, I think she thinks he hates her, but then he doesn't like. She's making these sad faces, and like she's like, oh, like I don't want to hurt him anymore. But he's not like reassuring her at all. Yeah, she's just like, huh, yeah, don't touch me, don't help me. Um, and then she like starts talking, listing all the different ways that she's hurt him. Mm-hmm. She says things like scalped him. Yeah. And she's like, the kiss of death. Like, it's so dark. Who taught you how to say these things? The house taught her that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the house put those dark thoughts in her head that she's like evil. Uh, I'm trying to figure out like what the house connection is in this episode too. Like. I definitely uh, we'll get to the very the very end like the talk at the end mm-hmm. of like maintaining the equilibrium of the house and like make sure that the balance is restored mm-hmm. in the end obviously but like maybe I don't know yeah. I don't know um how do they get outside oh, oh yeah Jesse's outside like with the motorcycle like kicking it like feeling sorry for himself mm-hmm. and then Danny comes out Danny's looking really attractive I was also attracted to Danny in this episode, this scene too. Cause he's like so authoritative and like <laughs> strong and like determined. He's a like protective of his daughter. He's really attracted to him in this scene to me. Oh my gosh, I don't know. Just, I'm just okay. keep watching it. Just keep watching. It will happen. I think I was more attracted to him before I found out that he was thirty. I don't know. I can't get over that. I think that makes him more attracted to me. Oh, like to me, it's like it, he. It, he just seems so far away now because I'm like, oh. oh, like you're kind of at like this different level of person, um, that young with that much responsibility. Yeah, that's more attractive to me to like okay. that he took it on. Wow, like the way he's like sticking up for Stephanie, finally sticking up for Stephanie, yeah. <laughs> and being like, no, like you, like 
need to stop making her feel so bad and like you need to like you need to tell her that like she, she's being delusional about like feeling guilty is not her fault you, you need to tell her that yeah so that was very attractive to me um so then Danny brings Stephanie out like he carries her out and then like she won't move she just stands there and then like he like pushes her forward she like makes takes tiny baby steps and then Jesse calls her forward <laughs> Hey, babe. Hi. Come on, closer. I better not. I'm dangerous. That's why you hate me. Stephanie Judith Tanner, I do not hate you. Then why are you yelling and being so grouchy and telling Daddy to slam doors? Well, because I'm frustrated. You know what? I'm feeling sorry for myself. I've been acting like a baby. Uh, I didn't mean to blame you. Very sorry. You mean you're really not mad at me? No, I'm not. Stephanie, you made one little mistake. Everybody makes mistakes. I mean, look at me. I'm an expert bike rider, right? I've never had one problem. I miss one little sign, boom, I'm the mummy man. <laughs> Same deal with you. I mean, how many pretend haircuts have you given? Counting yours. Million. See, you're an expert too, but you made one little mistake. Stephanie, I promise I'm going to be as good as new, okay? Okay. All right, now you get over here and you give me the world's biggest hug. Lay it on me, baby. This is looking very cute. But also, like, why couldn't he just go to her? Like, I don't know. True. Part of, ugh, it's 24. But yeah, yeah, he's like, he's very young and like. You're not even like people who are older aren't that as aware of like the effect they have on people. Yeah. Um. So then they have the official talk of the episode happens for like it's about like mistakes. This episode is about like how mistakes happen. Everyone makes mistakes. It's not your fault. And and like it's yeah it's it just happens. Like he he's a great motorcycle rider and like he just this one time he just like made a wrong turn. And that happens like you're like a normal kid but this one time you made a mistake and accidentally cut my hair and it's like it's okay yeah i don't know i think the whole it's okay thing is you know yeah that's good i'm not a parent again and i wouldn't say that i um had a normal upbringing either but um i don't know they just kind of left it at it's okay if you make mistakes but there's a second talk too in this episode technically because um they they she she hugs him and she says the curse is broken um stephanie says the curse is broken in this episode by the way oh there's something there okay there's a there's a second meaning to that in my opinion the curse is broken when when do we find out what that means i don't know i feel like maybe like I think their like relationship not being okay is like was drawing the house apart. Like it was making like maybe even Jesse would have moved out because he was so frustrated. But like now that they're okay, like oh okay, everyone's gonna stay and it's gonna be fine. It's a little shaky. It's a shaky theory, but there's something there. I don't know. We'll figure it out one day. <laughs> but then there was a, there was this, um, a second talk when like Jesse's in the room with Michelle, and um, he's talking to her. Um, oh yeah, she's Michelle's combing his hair. Oh yeah, that part was so cute. Yeah, and then um, 
he's saying that like okay things happen for a reason i haven't changed in 16 years like i had the same haircut like the same everything for 16 years the same job as an exterminator for 16 years and maybe this happened for a reason michelle i've had a lot of time to think because let's face it there's not much else i can do no, i'm always saying that things happen for a reason well maybe the reason all this is happening to me is because it's time to make some changes in my life. You know about changes, don't you, Michelle? <laughs> you realize that ever since I've been 16 years old, I've had the exact same haircut. I've ridden the same Harley. I've dressed the same. I've listened to the same music. Had the same boring job, killing bugs. You know, for a guy who likes to live his life on the edge, I've been living on the edge of a rut. No, you know something, Michelle? Starting right now, I'm going to start shaking my life up a little bit. Oh, what, you think I'm afraid to change? <laughs> oh, sh oh, I get it. You think I'm caught up in this whole rebel thing and I refuse to grow up. <laughs> From now on, I'm going to be a lot more open to change. I'll start acting like a mature adult. So I think that's also like a second meaning for the episode. It's like everything happens for a reason. And it's like maybe it's time to like be forced out of a rut. Yeah. Edge of a rut at 24. I mean, that happens though. Like, have you had that happen to you where, like, you, like, were in, like, a rut and then the universe, like, forces you to do something else? Like, the universe forces you to make a change? Yeah. I feel like at 24, I probably had something like that happen, but I don't think I made actual drastic, took actual drastic steps to fix anything or to do anything about it. That's why he's so attractive because he yeah. makes, he, like, is proactive. <laughs> yeah. I was just in, in a rut. And something happened, and I was like, oh, I guess that happened because this other thing needs to